another day, another day in the life of um, a starving artist. <laughs> Please pull me out of my misery. Welcome to Great Windy Way, a podcast putting a spotlight on Chicago theater. I'm Sarah, and in my conversation with Justin Smith today, we talk about Shakespeare, Nintendo, and bringing something completely new to the Chicago stage. I just kind of wanted to hear about how you got to the city um, in the first place. Like, yeah. was there something that drew you here? Um, was Chicago always kind of your end goal? Most people would say, oh, well, theater brought me here. And I am actually, as an actor, that's like the complete opposite thing of what brought me here. Really, the the biggest thing that brought me here was the fact that I needed to get out of my parents' house. I love <laughs> mom and dad. I love them so much. They've done so much for me, but I just... I took a leap and I told myself I want to make myself as uncomfortable and unfamiliar as possible because whatever I'm doing right now isn't working. Theater's the way to do that, isn't it? Yeah, so I figured, okay, I'm going to act. Um, I didn't really even, I didn't have a big conception of like, oh, like there's the Goodman, there's Steppenwolf, there's all these other places. I just knew I wanted to start by making, putting myself in an uncomfortable familiar environment mm-hmm. and giving myself some immediacy there mm-hmm. and I knew acting worked for me and it just I let it snowball from there yeah so you, you didn't study it or anything you just kind of fell into I didn't, it I didn't go to college oh wow um I did for I mean I did community college but mm-hmm. when you're doing that after high school it feels a little different that's a know? big leap though to go you know because college sometimes people use that as kind of the stepping stone from one world to the next yeah and that's that's courageous to just kind of make that leap thank you and I, i've learned to start telling myself that because i'm really going the school of hard knocks route um but i've i've just i've talked myself down from that insecurity a lot because i've talked to a lot of college graduates that i'm taking classes with and i'm like wait you, you have a degree from depaul or roosevelt or somewhere and why are you taking classes like, oh, well, I didn't learn this in school. Mm-hmm. Or things like that. Not to at all, like, I would love to have a degree from somewhere like DePaul or anywhere. Yeah. Like, please, give it to me. But, um, yeah, I just, I realized that I didn't necessarily have to do college if I didn't want to mm-hmm. for this field. Mm-hmm. And that was no, just, yeah. it took me a long time to get over that. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, why is this not working for me? I did well in my theater classes, my writing classes, but the gen ads, I'm like, what? I don't want to do this. Right. I've done it for four years already, and I just kind of, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, fair, but, like, at the same time, yeah, there's that whole cultural expectation of, like, mm-hmm. come on, you just have to, like, like, you need college in order to be successful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then a lot of people that I talk to afterwards are like, oh, man, I wish I would have done that. Mm-hmm. Or sort of just, you know, gone to school of Steppenwolf and applied for that, or, you know, done Black Box or something here or there, um, just kind of built your own degree. Yeah, for so sure. That was kind of the track that I just fell into. Cool. By a bunch of happy accidents. That's great. Yeah, so far. Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. well, great. So then you just kind of started auditioning for things, or did you start with going to different... Um, school programs or was it you know okay I'm going to these auditions I need a little more training like what I had one really bad audition (laughs) and then I realized okay it's been a while since uh, community college at Harper at Harper Community College so yeah then I went to Acting Studio Chicago and that was where we met that is correct (laughs) Um, and it was actually that very class was the first class I took no kidding since um i had done 
Harper Community College. Wow. All those years ago. Um, and yeah, I was just like, okay. And I just kind of went from there and then, yeah, rediscovered Shakespeare, things like that. And wow. I've just kind of been auditioning and doing shows, classes. Did you do your stuff in high school or? I was a late bloomer. Um, wow. I was, I was a runner. Oh, I was cool. like a jock and a runner. No, not a jock. <laughs> but okay. I was a runner. Yeah, like, you I was were a, athletic. I wasn't good enough to be a jock because I didn't have the coordination. Right. But um, so I ran for three and a half years, and then I always had a passion for music. Mm. I was like a heavy metal head, believe it or not. Um, like, I kind of do. <laughs> okay. Maybe the long hair helps. Yes. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, I wanted to be in like a death metal band. Oh, nice. I had like a killer... I still have it. It's like killer guitar and everything like that. I mm-hmm. want to be a. I want to be a metalhead. Um, but that once that mellowed out, I discovered music and then like rock musicals, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm doing my school's variety show my senior year, last semester. The choir teacher sitting there at the audition for the V show, and he's just like. Who the hell are you? Why aren't you in my choir? I'm like, oh, I just started doing this. <laughs> like, don't ask me. He's right. like, come do choir. You're doing it. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then that led to the audition for the school musical, and wow. the, the bug bit me. Yeah. What was the first show that you booked in the city? Um, that'd be the current show, I guess. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So first city gig is at Otherworld. So then the current one is a delightful little play called Super Richard World Three, originally written by William Shakespeare and fixed by um, Katie Rupert and many other people. Um, we really wanted to improve upon you know what's kind of a trash play. Mm. Um, Which one is it? It's not. Is it the third? Or? Richard the third. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being very sarcastic right now. I just want to make sure that we're like on the same page about how we feel about Richard. For all you folio experts out there that are currently cringing, yes, I'm being so sarcastic right now. We have absolutely desecrated this brilliant, masterful work that William Shakespeare gave humanity, (laughs) (laughs) and we're loving every minute of it. So yeah, it's Richard the Third play, but every single character is a Nintendo character. Okay. So, Mario Brothers, um, Richard is being played by Luigi, which I'm very fortunate to be playing. Some lucky stroke. And then, so yeah, Mario's in it. Waluigi, everyone's favorite, is in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Princess Peach, Bowser, of course, as the illustrious uh, Duke of Bowserham. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, as opposed to bucking him, because, you know, that doesn't work. Um, Yeah, uh, K. Rule, Donkey Kong. K. Rule's the, apparently, I don't know these things, but um, K. Rule's, like, Donkey Kong's Bowser. I genuinely have only played Mario Kart. Yeah, right. And I was, like, that girl that was always Princess Peach. (laughs) So I'm not well-versed with the Nintendo universe, but I I do know that... Like they exist, and I know the relationship between like Mario, Peach, Luigi. Yeah. Sort of like because I'm a person of pop culture. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I thought I knew Nintendo until I met this cast. Oh my god. Are they like totally into they it? They know it, like to the depth. Why did of they choose? Do you know why they chose Nintendo <laughs> to go with this play? They do. It all started as a joke. Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> our director, um, Joshua Messick, he was literally joking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the car with some friends. He was like, you know, I want to do a production of Shakespeare's Richard III, but, like, what if everyone was, like, Nintendo characters? And, like, his friends were like, oh, my God, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He's like, what if we actually did it? <laughs> <laughs> he walked into a meeting at Otherworld and was like, hey, 
So, uh, I, get, I get this really stupid idea. Let's do Richard III's Nintendo characters. They're like, oh my god, no. That's not going to sell. Like, that's the dumbest thing we've ever heard. Uh-huh. Someone came back to him like a week later. They're like, hey, do you want to do that? <laughs> what would would change their mind? <laughs> they sat with it for a while? I don't know. I guess so. Maybe they, I guess they really needed a show. <laughs> Fair. Don't we all? But, um, yeah, and now... They're like, okay, I guess we're doing it. And wow. they read it and cut the script down to like, the script's been cut very Yeah, heavily. I was going to say, yeah. How long is it? Uh, it's, it's not, like, uh, like 100 minutes? Oh, that's not, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, there is an intermission, but like, it, it, it clips pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I feel like you would need it to. Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess like my question about, okay, so you've got this adaptation and you're reworking it so it's, different characters and that's kind of like the novelty of it you go because it's like oh it's nintendo characters and it's the shakespeare play yeah where does this show find um like how does it keep people watching like besides like you know once the novelty of the nintendo characters wears off what keeps you know the audience engaged that's a good question um and i kind of have a two-part answer to it um because josh our director Going back to the initial idea of the show, um, he had a really poignant observation about Shakespeare and when it's done, that back during Shakespeare's time, people knew who these characters were. Um, you know, they had a, familiar, a familiarity with the peerage and nobility and just that structure, that kind of vicious world that the Renaissance followed. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone knew who the Duke of Buckingham was mm-hmm. and who all these other people were. We've kind of lost that today, especially here in America. It's such yeah. a relatively young nation. Yeah. The trade-off is everyone knows that Bowser's evil. Right. Everyone knows that Luigi's a coward. Everyone knows that Mario's the rock star, like the leader. He'd be the king, of course. Yeah. Um, so, I guess the show's one big novelty, mm-hmm. and it really is. It's it's the flipping of these classical scenes that people have come to know, like mm-hmm. traditional theatrical Shakespeare buffs would know, and. It's taking these scenes and completely flipping them on their heads mm-hmm. in a very unexpected comedic way. I would say that keeps people invested between all the ridiculous sight gags of someone saying, Now is the winter of our discontent. <laughs> like, from the moment, like, it pulls no punches with that. Right. So, and, like, there may or may not be a Super Smash battle in the end. It feels like you would have to. Yeah, naturally. Like, it's it's audience, audience service, but, like, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, and there's, like, a bunch of stage combat that's equally ridiculous and very Nintendo. There's, it's a lot of the visuals and the, um, also the language, too. Right. Because we've kept that very much, that was, that was one of the biggest concerns that a lot of people had. They're like, oh, well aren't they just going to butcher the language and what about Mm -hmm. the scansion and we've kept it all intact okay it's very much an actual Shakespeare play yeah so if you just read the script you would have no idea we have made it we've taken I mean the names maybe yeah the names and we've definitely taken some some liberties because if you're referencing all these historical things so for example um gosh what's one of the changes um Certain names and places, mm-hmm. we've gotten very creative in finding Nintendo parallels that still scan. Oh, wow. That seems like a lot of <laughs> it's, work. It has and been. And you have to know a lot about the Nintendo universe to do that. You really do. One of our cast members who's playing uh, Lord Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pikachu's in it, and he Pika's in Scansion, I believe. <laughs> Does he just say Pika? Oh Pika, Pikachu, y- y- yeah. So... 
I just want to sit with this for a minute. No, so he's, he he pikas. Is it like if if he has a speech that's like like a thumb long? Is it just all scan scanned pikas? Or is it like a real quick little like pika pika, and then you're like, I get the gist. Oh, it, he's got some very long drawn outs like pika pika pika, like it goes. Oh my god! Gratuitously, oh my and god. endlessly, it just like pika monologues. Oh yeah, um, Link is also in it, and the interesting thing about Link uh, from the Legend of Zelda is Link is, you know, very famously nonverbal. Right. So we kept that. <laughs> <laughs> now he does very famously like grunt and yell and shout and things like that so there may or may not be a monologue of that I don't know you'll have to come see it <laughs> but moments like that are a dime a dozen in the show peppered amongst actual Shakespearean text to breathe that uh, new life as the author originally intended mm-hmm. right <laughs> totally right <laughs> Yeah, so, that's really cool. Yeah, really stupid. Really yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like from Otherworld? This is like specifically with them? Or? It's, um, it's got a lot of very strong ties to Otherworld, but it's actually, um, there's a company, it's their inaugural production known as the Stupid Shakespeare Company. And they do just that. Yeah, <laughs> Very totally. stupid turns on Shakespeare. Um, jumping ahead, I can tell you that the next show for Stupid Shakespeare Company is going to be Pickle Rickicles. Oh, no! Oh, no, yes. So, everyone, I don't know much, but um, it's going to be Rick and Morty-based, and everyone in the show, I believe, is going to be played by a Rick or a Morty. Oh, so they're not, like, expanding it outside of Rick and or Morty. Yeah, it's just going to be pure Rick and Morty. Oh, my God. And there may be one Jerry, just to, like, be the stage manager, but um, (laughs) (laughs) if you know Rick and Morty at all. I, I... Not intimately, but I do know it. I've seen enough episodes to like get the gist of it, but yeah, yeah I'm just like, yeah. Oh but I know God. that like I mean it's a, on a lot of people's like top like best shows of this decade kind of thing. It's a pretty brilliant show, despite yeah. the toxic fan base. But that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's that's the, sorry. Oh, you're fine. That's We're just okay. A street jar. <laughs> oh yeah, you heard that. You um, want to hand me one for him? Yeah, sure. There we go. Thank you. There you go, bud. Yeah. Treats for Finn. Um, But yeah, so that's the kind of work that they want to do. Um, And it's very... um, It's remarkably intelligent parody. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, parody has to be smart. Yeah. Comedy has to be smart. It's not just stupid for the sake of being stupid. Right, exactly. The name might be stupid, but Mm -hmm. it's... The opposite's always true. Right, exactly. Things that are are stupid just for the sake of being stupid can only last so long. Yeah. And they can only hold your attention for so long. That's why, like, TV shows that are just stupid for the sake of being stupid are, like, 15, 30 minutes. Yeah. Versus, like, an hour-long show, you have to craft something that is actually intelligible. And I guess that would probably be a better answer to say, like, what keeps people invested in these shows. Because uh, another big reason for this, the company existing, I can say, is um, you ever go and see that Shakespeare show where it's just like, you don't really understand anything that they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, act, some actors just don't have a grasp on the text. Yeah, or just like the, maybe the direction behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... <laughs> 
I don't know. How do I describe it? Um, yeah, it's amazing the discoveries that you make when you're playing these iconic scenes as these ridiculous characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even our our director and just people in the cast are like, I've seen Richard the Third before. I never really understood that scene until uh-huh. we took Luigi and Peach yeah. and threw them in the mix together. Right, you have to recontextualize it. It's almost more like a commedia show. Where you're playing the cool. mask and yes. the caricature. Yes. I should have said that earlier. That's No, that, that makes sense though. Yeah, it really is um yeah, it's got that despite this ridiculous and terrible subject matter that is like killing babies and, you know, killing your best friends and turning on your brother, like Richard the Third's a terrible play about terrible people. Right. It's a well, great play about terrible people. Yeah. But like <laughs> when Yeah, when you when you put it in the context of the Mushroom Kingdom. Right. I mean, do you think that, I mean, this is maybe getting a little too deep into the Nintendo verse, eh. but like, I mean, are they good people? Do you think that this play services them in that way? It does. It plays on a lot of, um, so for example, the choice to make Richard Luigi, um, because they could have gone with someone like, say, Wario or Waluigi, um, because of like the whole physical uh, deformity that mm-hmm. is so famous for Richard. They mm-hmm. went with Luigi because for all these years Luigi has kind of been the second fiddle. Yeah, and they felt that he would have this fitting motivation. And uh, I actually found a video on YouTube like documenting this that just some random person put together. I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh, this is wild. a whole thing. Like Luigi as a character in Nintendo holds some resentment towards Mario and and just a lot of insecurity about being the the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, so this play really, it fit remarkably well, uh, better than I even thought it would, uh, putting him in the role of Richard. Uh, we're finally getting his comeuppance, and then yeah. the moment he gets it, <laughs> yeah. doesn't go so well. Right. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, you, that's sort of the climax that we build up to is, mm-hmm. you know, no, no huge spoiler, sorry if you haven't read Richard III yeah, yet, right. but you've had like, 400 years, on. get on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when, once Luigi's finally crowned king, um, it's just pure chaos from there. Just everything yeah. goes downhill. Sure. So much uh, quicker, perhaps, than uh, maybe in a, a regular production of Richard, um, just because of how the characters are. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. <laughs> And w- with a lot of the cuts that we've made. Yeah. But, oh my god, yeah. It's been an absolute gift to work on. That's cool. Yeah. Never in, yeah. And it was an opportunity to play Richard, too. Yeah. Because as a 27-year-old actor, um, we were kind of talking about this earlier, I'm just like, when the heck else am I going to play Richard? Yeah, maybe, not for some time. Yeah, maybe when I'm 57, but even then, like, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's going to yeah. be a lot of other 57-year-olds that really want their role. Yeah, and not everybody does Richard all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, this has been kind of like the year for Richard so far. Like, we're doing it. Well, you know, it has some social relevance, so. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Still relevant. Yeah, it's years interesting because, like, people. I, I was like reading something where, like, Shakespeare each, um, you know, couple years, like everybody seems to be doing the same play. It's funny how that works. Yeah, because everybody finds the same thing in it at the same time because of whatever our you know world or country is going through, and it's just yeah, it's fascinating that um, to see you know, people shifting. I think, like, I I remember, like, uh, a few years ago, like, everybody was doing King Lear. Yep. And, like, you know, now everybody's doing the show, and, like, 
Um, a lot of people did Julius Caesar recently, and for so, you know, yeah, right, for the, <laughs> for the obvious reasons, but they do it, you know, to bring new life to those characters and to recontextualize them in a way that, like, not only just brings out the relevance and the piece, but, um, you know, brings new understanding to our world, and, you know, as in with this show, like, relationships that we thought we understood, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, bringing that, I think that's what's really cool about Shakespeare, Specifically, you know, being able to bring in... It just makes us understand our world better. Yeah. No, I fully agree. Um, it, it never ceases to amaze me how relevant all these words can be. Yeah. All this time later, regardless of the quote-unquote coat of paint that you put on it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're even... We're still making discoveries as Luigi and Daisy. Like, yeah. That's really cool. And I'm glad that you guys get the opportunity to explore that in a way that I've never heard of, for sure. Yeah. I, and that was another thing. I'm like, well, I can say I played Richard, but not only Richard, but Richard has Luigi. Right. <laughs> like, I that's out there. I would venture to say that nobody else can say that. So how could I say no? Right. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, I guess the, you know... Bridging off of that, you know, not only, like, when can you play Richard, play him as Luigi, but what other... That's just such, like, a... Who else would be able to produce that? Like, right. Besides, like, these, like, awesome storefront theaters that um, are like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's try that. Like, what do we have to lose with at least trying to figure that out? And they're clearly, like, seeing some merit in it because they're doing another show with another, you know... Yeah. ...thing with the Rick and Morty things. Yeah, it's been pretty well received so far. Our opening night crowd was amazing. Yeah? Oh, we got so many laughs. We were just like... Yeah, Where I... are you guys running? Um, we are in the Bradbury Theater, Bradbury Theater at the Otherworld Theater on 3914 North Clark Street. Okay. I've, I've typed that into Uber enough times. Right. To, <laughs> to know what the actual yeah. address is. Um, and next week, because since it's in the heart of Wrigleyville, right on Clark, um, no Cubs games next week, so come next week. Okay. We're playing away. How long do you run? Uh, we run for three weeks, so now we've got two weeks left in our run. Okay. Um, so yeah, Friday, Saturday, and uh, Sunday matinee. Uh, show times are they're a little flexible just because of traffic mm-hmm. and Wrigleyville being Wrigleyville. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, show times at seven thirty on Friday, Saturday, and then uh, Sunday matinee at two. Great. In your experience so far, what makes Chicago theater special? <sighs> Gosh, um, the variety of shows that. I constantly see on theater in Chicago, all these audition websites, um, and also the mostly the learning opportunities. Places like Acting Studio Chicago, you can go and find all these different disciplines, and it's amazing how quickly you find yourself integrated into that circle. Um, not well, circle circle sounds exclusive. Um, community. Community. Yeah. yeah, that's a better way to put it. Um, and you realize just how open and available that it is. And you've got the freedom to do projects like this, or you can go and you can go and try your hand at an EPA or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's, yeah, and get seen. <laughs> yeah, and actually get seen, yeah. right? Like, what did I get seen for not too long ago? Um, yeah, it was a, for a children's theater equity audition. I can't remember the company, but I'm just like, I walked right in, mm-hmm. in and out. And yeah. it's sure not the first time, mm-hmm. um, which has been wonderful. Other days, yeah, I've waited. Sure. For, but that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, yeah, the sense of opportunities, diverse projects with diverse persons for yeah. diverse reasons. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and um, gosh, there's just so much to learn from so many different people that all just want you to succeed. 
Yeah, absolutely. I would, do- I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you've had such a positive experience so I have. far. And thank you for speaking with me about your project. It sounds so neat and so much fun. <laughs> Very oddly specific and, yes, so much fun. Yeah. It's been an absolute well, joy to great. work on. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear about it and, and hear how the rest of the run turns out. It's going to go good, I think. Thanks for listening to Great Windy Way and all about Justin's next project. You can check out Stupid Shakespeare Company in the link I provided. Looking forward to having you next week.